All right, all right, all right. Welcome to Two Putts Podcast. I am Jake Landry. Nick Huff here, baby. And uh, welcome, everyone. Hope everyone had, had an okay week. I want to start out with a shout-out to the head of our new advertisement department, Kelly Kenny, our first tenured employee. We did it. We beat the spread, Nick. We beat the spread. We got one. The under was the, – the spread was .5, and you know what? It'll – she started today and she's already tenured. So if that's not a perk of working here, I don't know what is. I mean, that's that's job security, right? And I'll tell you this. She was gracious enough to get lunch this week. I Venmoed her a couple extra bucks. So I would even venture to say she's on the payroll, Nick. She's got she's got paid more than us. She's got paid. That's a, <laughs> she's the highest paid employee at two putts. And her first get was a big one. A big one, Nick. Big, big, uh, let's say, product that you'll all know about. Don't worry, the ad is very short, but that will play uh, right before we get into our sports coverage. But as we're tending to do now, we're going to start non-sports. And you might remember an episode a while ago where we talked about out-of-pocket. And remember, I'm 33. Nick's uh, the ripe age of 27. He's got his whole life ahead of him. And he helps me understand things that my generation maybe has a hard time. I understand what a red flag is, Nick, but the, the term beige flag, I, I can't say I could explain it to a five-year-old. So basically, a beige flag is something that isn't a great thing you do, isn't such a negative thing you do, but it's something that's like quirky, that makes you pause for a minute and you go, what? What just happened or what's going on? Is it something that people might use as a reason or an accumulation of multiple beige flags be a reason to not date someone? Is that is this like almost like strikes rather than a red flag, which is like, that's it. You know, that's that's the ball getting caught in the outfields. But maybe you're up at the plate and you can only have so many beige flags before you strike out. Is that a, is that a decent metaphor? Yeah, that's a yeah, that's a pretty good one. Here's what I'll say. I probably have 47 beige flags from from Jeannie. So she hasn't broken up with me yet, yo. You know, and I'll say as we go through this, because we have a list to help people understand what they are and also to, to comment on them. These are the types of things that make me think, oh, my God, maybe like my marriage isn't as secure as I think it is. <laughs> so, um, dude, as you said in the pre-pod meeting, you're like, I might be a walking beige flag. I, well, but again, they're a collection. So I'm more of like a walking, uh, you know, field of flags, I guess. But all right, let's let's go through. We have a, a, a list of some beige flags. And some of these, I think you said it earlier, they're they're cute things that you actually come to love someone for, but some of them are a little annoying. So the first one we have is they give random items, pronouns, such as talking about the car. She's good looking, huh? Dude, dude, I, that borders for me almost being a red flag. Oh baby. She's purring. Some of dude, these are red. Some of these are you're red. Yeah, you're, bro, if you're saying she's purring or he's purring, you're canceled, bro. You're the, canceled in my eyes. <laughs> the way I am, I'm like, do I do that? No, I think I'm good on that. That's what I think I'm good on. I, I don't think I do that. So I'm always going to bring this back to me and be like, oh, God, do I do that? But luckily I don't, and I don't think you should. They don't use phrases or sayings in the correct context. Uh, this one I'm holding, Nick. Uh, I'm waving my page flag right now. I don't mean to, but sometimes you got to force the meaning. 
You got to push dude, it to expand the meeting. Dude, that I, that's not my... I don't have that as a beige flag. I think I use the saying in the correct context. But, dude, I mess it up every time, bro. Like, you were you were there the other day when I said, uh, oh, dude, he's oh, going to have a conundrum. You yeah. And you were like, like, you mean conniption? <laughs> <laughs> or, my dude, the one I mess up all the time is when the mice are or when the cats are away the mice will will a play dude i always say when the mice will uh, when the mice yeah, are away the cats will play yeah 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 well let me throw this out because this is actually something i've been talking about and this is a beige flag for me but it actually just annoys me in general but i've been meaning to to say this separately so i'm going to add this to this list someone when you're having in a, a debate with someone and they use words that they know you don't know to win the debate rather than like playing you straight up it's almost like in FIFA when they spent money to get the best players. So they have players that are like cheat codes rather than playing you straight up. I, If you're going to beat me in an argument, use it. Give me good logic and make me realize I'm wrong. Don't tell me words where I sit there and go like, well, I don't know what incongenial shamalama ding ding means. You know what I'm saying? I don't love that. That'd be beige for me. See, I would that borderlines on red for me. Like, don't don't try to outsmart me, bro. I know I talk a little, little, not as articulate as most, but look, <laughs> well my logic is uh, on point sometimes. All right, they continue to wear underwear or clothes that have holes in them. That's me. I'm waving that flag to the day, dude. Jeannie will buy me more underwear, and I'll st I'll still be rolling with the ones with holes in them. Here's what I here's what I say. I say, listen, you work at Marshall's and you come home with stuff and you never come home with anything for me. So if it's a problem, bring me back some underwear. They always need something sweet after eating any meal. I'm going to flip this one. If you're going to shame me for needing something sweet after a meal, red flag, get out of here. I don't need someone who's going to make me feel bad about myself all the time. Like that's that's a that listen we want to talk about rights and freedoms something sweet after a meal is is a a human right okay bro i got this burrito bowl staring me down and you know what's coming after i might go take a trip to dairy queen i need something sweet hate me they eat pizza with a fork nick i'm gonna tell you this we got a mashed potato pizza from a place right down the street testo's pretty great and uh it was it was messy. It was it was it was wet and it was, you know, you couldn't you couldn't pick it up without the whole thing just going vertical on you. You had one choice, eating it with a fork and knife. So look, if you do it every time and you don't need to, okay. But come on. Sometimes you gotta use the tools you got. Dude, use your brain, bro. We're advanced beings, dude. Fold it, do some. You do not dude, no. Oh, you're sorry. Do not oh. use a fork ever. Right. I don't right. care if things are gonna fall off. Figure it out. What about a fork and knife though? <laughs> That's even I, worse. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm now I'm ready to fight you. So now our relationship is at stake. So they <laughs> will, they will not plan ahead, or worse, they will not plan anything at all. I will Me. say that that like I'm a planner. I'm a planner because whatever we get to, whatever we're going to. You know, if we're planning on maybe having a couple or whatever it is, I'm going to know how to go from point A to point B to point C to point D to point E to the actual event where we traveled comfortably. We had a good time. We got all the food slash drink we needed. And when we get to the event, we're feeling perfect to go. So I'm a planner. And the only thing that frustrates me is when someone was like, 
ugh, like, like if I need their opinion, like, listen, but do you want that kind of thing or that kind of thing? And they're like, ugh, like I'm, st- I'm too stressed by your planning. Like I'm willing to do the work, but like, you gotta give me the, like, let me know what you want because I, if we get there and you're giving up a stink, oh, oh, heck no. Oh, heck dude. no. Uh, dude, I found that out the hard way and I'm still not a planner. I got my girlfriend a trip to Broadway for Christmas and didn't plan anywhere to eat. We ended up at the Hard Rock Cafe and my girlfriend was not happy. Oh, really? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. She's like, well, we listen. can't go to. Yeah. That was before we knew each other. I got your back on that one. Don't worry. We did an introduction before the pod. Never felt closer to the to the Huff family as than of right now. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> so they will not find out the details about something. For example, if their best friend just broke up with their partner, they won't ask why, so you can't get the get the tea. Dude, dude, let me speak on that. Like, bro, my buddies are telling me something. All right, cool. That's all I need to know. I don't need to know more. I don't need to know why. Bro, I got your back no matter what. But my, I had a couple friends over. You're going to meet them on Sunday for the Super Bowl. And uh, he was like, oh, yeah, we kicked our drummer out. And I didn't ask why. And Jeannie was when Jeannie came down to talk to me, she was like, oh, what happened? I was like, oh, they kicked the drummer out. And she was like, why? I'm like, I don't know. They just did. Like... I don't feel the need to ask why. You told me something cool. Now I know it. And uh, I think that's a guy at my generation thing. Wait a minute. A lot of my wait, friends wait, wait, do wait, the wait, same wait, thing. Wait, wait, Because when we talked earlier, you were like, you, you wanted to preach on this. But you're telling me you're someone who doesn't find out the details? No, that's what I, that's what I wanted to preach on. Dude, we don't need to find out the details. It's all good. You're the problem in this world. And I love I you, know I am. But Dude, you're the problem. In we work sports. together. You know that since <laughs> I started, bro. I, I am trying to be better, but I want the story. Listen, I'm a journalist at heart. What? Who's my one ally, Nick? The truth. And I want all of it. I want all of it, baby. Give me the truth. I got three more. They love popping pimples. That's red and disgusting. I like to pop pimples. Well, here's what I'm going to say. Sometimes you need to, to like, there's different, you know, folklore and different families and traditions on how you deal with that thing. But listen, if you're going and doing your face care and whatever, but if we're laying in bed and you pop a pimple next to me, that uh, no, bro, have you ever had a pimple on a butt cheek, dude, that those are brutal, bro. Those are brutal. That's a nice little foreshadow to what we're going after we do these next two. But I'm being serious, though. Have you ever? Dude, they, like, that, I don't wish that upon my worst enemy. (laughs) Honestly, probably, but not, it wasn't as memorable as it was for you. They are competitive about everything. Me and you. Yeah, I, I wave this flag proudly. Dude. We bowl, and on Thursdays, dude, Jake is like, yo, why are you high? The first week, he's like, why are you high-fiving the other team? Because in bowling, you high-five everybody. And I'm like, dude, that's just what you Which is stupid, by the way. And he looks at me, he goes, yo, these guys are our enemy. Right. (laughs) I'm like, dude, it's bowling. And, dude, oh, God. As I say to you when we talk about how ratchet my mouth is, give me the lie that I've told you since we've met. Can't do it. Can't do it. Yeah, he does say some egregious things, but he hasn't said a lie yet. <laughs> they have one photo, Nick. We'll end with that. They have one photo. That's I don't That's know. That's just about weird. That. 
That's just weird. Period. Like, there's nothing. That's weird. That's a red flag to me. So. <laughs> I'll, I'm, gonna make, just... I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm dying about our next topic because it's it's really uh, it's it's putsy. I'll tell you that. So here's what I'm going to say before. I'm going to give you a segue. OK. Which would be a beige flag. If you go into the bathroom to take a poop and you're in and out in the time it takes me to take a pee. Beige slash red flag. And I'm not saying you're not clean, but Nick, what am I referring to here? Bring it up. Speak to the Dude, people. So week two of talking about poop, two weeks in a row. That's what we, that's what you never know. It's coming on the putts pod. That's why you got to listen. But I looked at Jake the other day and unprompted, really nothing was brought up. And I just looked at him. I said, dude, I love to poop. Like I could sit on the toilet all day. And I was like, people, I've told people like, I'm looking forward to the colonoscopy because I can't wait to just poop all day. (laughs) Dude, some of my best thinking comes on the toilet. And let's be real. Are we pooping that whole 40 minutes I'm on the toilet? No, but if my right leg, if my right, if I am, I'm going to the hospital. My right, if my right leg isn't asleep by the time I get up, dude, I wasn't sitting there long enough. <laughs> like, I'm just going to be real with you. Dude, I, I've solved world hunger 45 times in the past 45 times I pooped because I just sit there and think. Now, we've talked about the poops. Those are the ones that you don't do a lot of thinking because. The burning ones. Once, the burning ones. Once they're done. You're not thinking, bro. You're just recovering. So, look, my poop is like other people's showers, dude. Like Jake. Jake was talking about his showers, dude. Oh, yeah. I mean, listen, The if there was a way, you know, do I want to take the Tesla microchip in my brain? Not really. But I will say if it meant that what goes on in my brain in the shower could be dictated onto a piece of paper and then I could use that I'd have a PhD I'd be one of the world-renowned leading thinkers and and my whole life would be very different the shower is a profound place for me the problem is I get out it's gone Nick the remnants is there but not anything I can salvage easily um first of all I want to say Kelly you're gonna have a tough advertising week after this trying to keep our sponsor um which again you're going to hear that advertisement very soon. And uh, and that's going to be really wonderful. But Nick, here's what I'm going to say about this. First of all, don't disagree with anything you said. I'm also someone who who, who spends a, 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 an adequate amount of time and does not hate any moment of it. When you read scholarly articles, you read anthropology, ethnographies, and sociology papers, and philosophy, and you know different things they'll talk about an idea like what you're conveying and they'll give it a term and they'll kind of coin that term and you know people will use it and da 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 so th- this could be refined and if you want to give us some feedback on a better one then then do that but for right now i'm going to call something like this magnified gratitude because we talk about gratitude a lot nick and what you're doing is taking that gratitude and bringing it down to the metaphysical level and here's the fact of the matter pooping's a gift just like i'll tell you what dude i'll give you this waking up when you drank a lot of water to make sure you hydrate and you take that long pee satisfying moment it just is 
satisfying moment. Well, and what's one of the worst feelings of the world? Being constipated, bro. Well, having to do those things and not being able to. Let me, it's it's related and not related, okay? So I'm someone who, who you know, will say to people, I'm a jack of all trades. And shout out to Eric, the guy we bowl with, super smart computer science guy, told us about base 16, base 8 numbers. We work in base 10. That's what you know. Um, not you, Nick, but the, the people. And uh, there's a whole different way to think about counting, which was, it's like the last... Sometimes we just make him teach us really complicated math stuff. Really, I make him do it, and then Nick jumps in. And then last night, it was it was just awesome. But anyway, Eric's a little cheeky. I love him. And I said, dude, I'm a jack of all trades. I'm a jack of all trades. He goes, yeah, master of none. I've heard it before. I've heard it before, okay? But let me throw this out. Jack of all trades, master of none. Well, you know what? I'm never bored, Nick. And talking about... Pooping, talking about going to whatever, talking about sitting, waiting for my canceled plane that didn't take off until 6 a.m. the next morning. Nick, I have the ability to find joy in any experience. And that's what it means to be a jack of all trades. So for any of you out there who when someone says jack of all trades, you say master of none. You know what you are? You're the type of people who are pooping on just like enjoying themselves in something that's out of your comfort zone. You're the person who goes to someone's house and they're not doing what you want to do. And then you make it into like a, like you're affronted in some way. I go and I can, and I told Jeannie this before the pod, I can gab it up about anything. I will relate with you on anything. I will listen to your story. And if you want to play some game that means something to you, I will make it mean something to me because I'm a jack of all trades. And I'm proud of that, Nick. Proud of it. Like peacocks. And you know what I would ask someone of that who, who answers that? Yeah, what are you a master of? I'm, dude, I'm coming at you. All right. You're going to talk trash. Answer my question. On that, please enjoy the very short but our ad brought to you by, like I said, our director of advertisement, Kelly Kenny. Yep, and we'll tenured, see you tenured. With some sports on the other side. Two Putts Podcast is brought to you by Mayonnaise. Some people really like it. Mayonnaise. Paid for by the Fairfield branch of the Greater Mayonnaise Council of America. All right. Again, mayonnaise, that's a big get, Nick. That's a big Huge. get. Who else is getting sponsored by mayonnaise? I not can't Heinz, think of one. Not the ShopRite brand. I don't know any other brands of mayonnaise. We got the whole dang thing sponsoring this podcast. So tell us that we're not on the map. Try it. Try it, Nick. <laughs> I didn't think you would. We're going to start off in sports with the NFL Awards. Before we go into them, Nick, I'm going to say this because I'm going to bring it up. I think the NFL awards should include the playoffs, but not include the Super Bowl. Release them now. But you can make your decisions in the amount of time of the last of the AFC championship and NFC championship games. And these awards show that I'm right. Objectively, you were hit me today with subjective, objective truth. My truth is the truth. But go ahead. 
Dude, Dude I, 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 I'm hot right now. Sorry. Yo, objective. So, yo, I, I, I agree to an extent. I think the solution to that would be to release the awards earlier, right? Well, but how can we, they do that? There's a ton of, there's a ton of recency bias, right? So but they when release would they the award. release them like in the season? No, like if they release them right, like. The first week of the playoffs. Oh, like right so before you, the first I see. Week of the so playoffs. you're saying so that I'm not experiencing this feeling of what? They just pooped their pants. How can you give this award? Yeah, away? exactly. Because oh, okay. the MVP is, they are regular season awards, but us as natural fans have a tendency to, well, what did they do for me lately? And Lamar Jackson pooped his pants. He didn't go to the toilet. He just chose to stay on the field. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to get a diaper, and I'm going to hold it right here. I'm holding it. And every time we have someone who pooped their pants, we're going to put a little bit in the diaper. And when we get to the end, you tell me if we have a full diaper, Nick, okay? How's that sound? <laughs> okay. How's that sound? Dude, it's it's going to be pretty episode. full. Hold on. Let me just grab a second one just in case. First MVP, Lamar Jackson. Deserved. Deserved. I can't think of anyone else who deserves it. Well, even after this, who even after this even after his horrible game, who would you who would you have given it to? The person who won offensive player of the year. Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey. So that yeah, that would be my only thing is is uh, again, now this is the one I'm still putting some poop in the diaper. However, Lamar Jackson does deserve the MVP. But, and this is another theme I'm going to talk about, quarterback, you know, cash rules everything around me. Cream, get the money. Quarterbacks rule everything around me. Cream, that's what it is, dude. Quarterbacks rule the league. And well, so the yeah, MVP, well, I mean, yeah, go ahead. What's the, I mean, what's the most important position on the field? You quarterback, right? Like, you uh, in, in not... sports. Yeah. So if you, if your quarter. The MVP should always be the quarterback because they are the most valuable player. So if your team is winning, the most valuable player on that team, and obviously there are outliers. Like I'm, not, it's not always, but typically, like Lamar Jackson was the best player on the Ravens, and he was the quarterback. So yeah, it is a quarterback award, but rightfully so. If there was a position that I felt was more important and impacted the game more, all right, yeah, then. Let's look at it and think about it. But I really like quarterbacks can change, turn your entire franchise around. Look right. at the Texans. So, no, and and that's what I'm saying. So when we talk about the MVP being Lamar Jackson, we say, well, based on what's happened, I don't know. The question really is, was there any other quarterback that was better? No. So offensive player of the year, McCaffrey. I, don't I mean, talk about it. Yeah, don't even exactly don't. There's no conversation to be had. Defensive player of the year, Miles Garrett. Now, if someone comes to us at Dwight and can tell us who he plays for, I will give you a $15 Dunkin' Gifts card. So um, that's official. Come to us randomly. If you're the first one, I will give you a Dunkin's gift card. But none of you are going to remember the name to look it up, and none of you know right off the top of your head. And I do feel like that's the problem, Nick with the way the league has gone when it comes to this award. This award, and, and again, no disrespect to Miles Garrett, but like, do you care a lot about this award right now? 
I mean, he was the best defensive player, so, like, it made sense. Um, but here's no one the thing. knows who that what, is. What's, well, mo- if you listen, if you know a little bit do. about, yeah. Mm, like, but, like, yeah. The Browns, like, uh, he's friend. I mean, I listen. What All I'm going to say is the, the, the issue is the NFL markets offense, right? That's just what it is. So... Defensive player of the year, although a very prestigious award, and I don't want to take anything away from it. A lot of people just kind of go, eh, you're right, whatever. A lot of people. Well, now, let like, me throw this out to you. The diehard why fans not, really care. Why not Bland, who had more interceptions this year than all the re- all the wide receivers on the Patriots, which isn't saying much, but, like, I don't know. I, yeah, I just I, – it, it's sad that we're not going to get excited about a defensive player. And maybe that's happening in a lot of sports. And let's do the next, let's do all three of these together. Defensive player of the year, Miles Garrett. Coach of the year, Stefanski, who's the head coach. Kevin Stefanski, who's the head coach of the Browns. And comeback player of the year. And there's another layer with DeMar Hamlin. We'll get to that. But let's just stick to the Browns and their flame out. Comeback player of the year, Joe Flacco. But the way it ended, ugh. How can you feel good about giving these? And this is what I'm saying, Nick. Standing here on February 9th, none of these three awards feels good. And that's where I, I'll, I'll back off my objective truth to include yours as well. There's two solutions. Add the playoffs up to the Super Bowl or release it right away. Now, here's what I'm going to tell you, Nick. The reason they won't release it right away, it's a, it's a variable that would affect the playoffs. So that's why my I think I don't but think they you do, do it. That. They do it in the NBA. They do it in the playoffs. When do they NBA. release it in the NBA? Usually the beginning of the second round. Um, Interesting. They, in the middle of the playoffs. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um, so if you really want to like go deep dive into it real quick, Dirk Nowitzki's team. He was the MVP. They were the one seed, lost to the eight seed. So usually you accept the award at home and everyone cheers, but he had to accept it at a press conference because they were out of the playoffs. Oh, yeah, tough. Right? And, and, and again, but, like just from a commissioner standpoint, you want to avoid moments like that. You don't absolutely. want moments like that in your sport. So that's when we talk about these things, we're talking about it as what do we want for the good of the sport? And I just, again, like sitting here, these awards don't feel emotionally like they should because of where they are. Like it's broken right now, Nick. And when things are broken, we got to talk to our number one ally, Nick. Who's our number one ally? The truth, baby. Not Paul Pierce. Love that guy too. But the truth. Okay? That's how I feel. Let's talk about DeMar Hamlin for a second because... Well, I I just want to go back on the... Real quick. I just want to go back on the Browns and their kind of domination of these awards. And it's because... Who vote? Who votes? Writers vote, right? What do writers like? A story. Who is a great story? The Browns. The Browns quarterback went down, and they went through a couple backups, and they hired Joe Flacco off the street, and he killed it. So of course the coach is going to get credit, the quarterback's going to get credit, and Miles Garrett's just—if you do know football, Miles Garrett is just a no. beast and totally Amazing deserving. Amazing to watch. Fun to but, watch. But. Let's talk. I know you want to talk about coach of the year, but or I mean, comeback player of the year, but let's talk about coach of the year first. Oh, sorry. Yes, yes. No, it's all good. 
my vote would have gone to the first-year head coach in Texas, in Houston, D'Amico Ryans. Dude, he, he changed the culture of a team, of a losing team for years once they lost to Sean Watson, to a team that, I mean, their future is, I mean, they're looking at Super Bowls soon. Like, that's they're going to be their goal. He lost by one vote, so at least it was close. But I think what happened was the Joe Flacco narrative got too big. And they were like, oh, man, there was Browns mania. Can you believe they're making the playoffs? Can you believe they're doing this? Can you believe they're doing that? Oh, it's got to be Kevin Stefanski, the coach, right? I think awards, we need to look at them more objectively, than we do subjectively. Like there is a lot of recency bias. Like what the Houston, Houston Texans did from week one to week 17 to me is much more impressive than what the, the Cleveland Browns did from week 11 to 17. Dude, I, I, mean, I don't know how you feel about no, it, but I, that's just I, my it, take. We sat and we were making the schedule and I didn't even know these awards came out. And you told me Kevin Stefanski and I was like, eh, okay. And you said, dude, I thought it should have been D'Amico Ryans. And I'm like, yeah, wait, what? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like it hit me like a freaking brick right in the face. Like, why was it D'Amico Ryan? I agree. This Houston team was the most exciting, surprising, exciting team. It was the team that, Again, I can only think of like Premier League, you know, comps, but there's nothing like a team that gets promoted in the Premier League that all of a sudden does really well. Like Leeds a couple of years ago, they had a big game against Liverpool to start and it was like everyone, like you had to jump on the Leeds train. They've actually since been relegated. Um, but Houston was that team in the NFL this year. It was really exciting to follow them. I was also going to say if Tank Dell doesn't get injured and stays in it, who knows what we're experiencing right now, too. Um, they messed that one up. They messed this up. This is wrong. He lost by one vote, and I, I'm going to say two to three people, or I guess, you know, I mean, not every vote's going to be unanimous, but this should have gone the other way. This this, this was not... I thought it was a no-brainer. Yeah, and that I don't think... I think we all have had instances where elections and things have not gone the way it should have. And this one did not go the way it should have. It did not. Um, which is a beautiful feature of democracy. Um, comeback player, Flacco. If you've listened, and Nick, I don't, I don't want to blow you up because it was very respectful. And we want to be very respectful of Damar Hamlin. But I, I'm going to be the one who honestly is maybe, you know, I support Flacco as the comeback player. However, it goes back to our MVP conversation, which is a quarterback is going to have a better chance at winning any award like this than any other player. And especially when we talk about DeMar Hamlin, because DeMar Hamlin is really a depth defensive player he's not someone who's going to I didn't I didn't have a chance to look up his stats but I promise he, you they don't he, stand he out. He played he played I bet you less than 25 snap, snaps. And listen, this is the thing about life and survival of the fittest and sports is metaphorical to that is that if you're the weakest animal and you survive as laudable as that is, the top dog is who gets 
the credit for those types of things. And I don't, again, I don't, I, I say this in the most, like, what DeMar Hamlin has done to, like, you know, you said earlier to me, but I'll say it again in just the most sensitive way possible. That hit that he took last year and that moment I experienced live. So let me ask you this, Nick. Did you watch it live? No, actually. I, I watched it live and I cried and it was very emotional and it was very serious. And so when the Bills against my our Patriots or my sorry, my Patriots um, caught the kickoff and ran a touchdown right away, like in the next game and dominated us i was so excited it was it was a beautiful thing the fact that mar hamlin has survived obviously is is an absolute just testament to the best aspects of our technology and all the different things and that he's been able to come back it's just a beautiful story however him playing is just really him playing and when we look at stats and think of these other things you know he was there However, Joe Flacco was completely out of the league, never coming back. And besides a really bad showing in a playoff game, really, I mean, his stats were unbelievable. Unbelievable. So, again, all the respect in the word to DeMar Hamlin, but the dog-eat-dog nature of these awards, I do think Flacco did deserve this award. If, if, if Stefanski didn't deserve his, Flacco did deserve this, even with the story of DeMar Hamlin. Well, and I think DeMar Hamlin obviously was like the betting favorite. He was the first futures pick to have like a minus chance, like minus money. Like he Oh, I didn't know money. that. Wow. He was like minus 150 or something like. But like we said, and again, DeMar Hamlin like, Congratulations that you even got to play a snap because that's a miracle in itself. We're not taking that away. But the narrative at the beginning of the year was, oh, DeMar Hamlin's going to play. It's going to play. He's going to play. And he plays. And it's like all writers are like, all this dude has to do is play one snap and it's over. And he's won the award. Well, what changed when Flacco came in? You're right. He put up these monstrous stats. He did all this. He did all that. The narrative then flipped the script. Now, obviously, this is hypothetical, but if DeMar Hamlin had a game where he had three interceptions and a, and a forced fumble and We're having a different tackles, conversation. We're having a completely different in, conversation. But it, even just in one game, 100%. he's going to win it. 100%. Because then the narrative flips again. And but I would didn't. back that. 100%. 100%. But he did it. And again, dude, I, first off, congratulations to everyone who won an award. Like, it's an achievement itself. You were voted by... by writers who are much more qualified and do this for a living. But so we don't want to take anything away from them. Like I don't want that to be the thing, but again, DeMar Hamlin, congrats for playing. I mean, that, well, that, can, like, can that I just should say, be the celebration. Not 100%. That, he, that should be the celebration. I just, I, Joe Flagler should have won the award and I'm glad he did. And I just do want to say that I just got pinged on ESPN before we came on that DeMar Hamlin's charity, it just donated a bunch of money so that there's AEDs, which are, you know, basically devices that use electromagnetic pulse to, you know, cure heart, not cure heart attacks, but stabilize people so they can be brought to the hospital. 
that he is making sure that those are there. So he is doing amazing things. He is, again, we're talking sports now. We're sports dudes at, at this moment. And so he is now ascended to a new level of what he will be known for and his ultimate contribution to this world. So this award in some ways is actually below the stature of DeMar Hamlin, if, if I can say that. Um, agreed, agreed, yeah, agreed. Yeah. So really quickly, just because I want to get to the Super Bowl. I mean, this is Super Bowl week. I mean, gosh, gosh, dang, like, let's do it. Even though low key, your take is that this Super Bowl kind of sucks and is boring, which I love. I'm excited to explore that. Offensive player of the year, CJ Stroud who was the quarterback for Houston. I think we've made it clear how we feel about Houston. Absolutely deserve the award. Defensive rookie of the year, Will Anderson. No one knows who that is. If I pick the right team, you owe me a thousand bucks. Carolina Panthers. Oh, so do I get the thousand dollars? It was Texans. Oh, no, no, no. It was just you owe me. It was a one way, but I, I'm glad that you clarified that. So yeah, people- two rookies of the year. One sec. Hi, how are you? You're caught, you caught me in the middle of the pod. I love that. You're like a special guest. Avid viewer here just popped in. What up, Sarah? So tell her that I love that is making its way into the pod. I'm going to pull that sample and put that. Well, like one He's of us... pulling that I love that sample and putting it in. He just told me. That's amazing. I, she just gave me a second one. She just gave you another one. That's what you just said. Have fun, ladies. So let's move to the Super Bowl, Nick. Let's, let's move on to the Super Bowl. It's Super Bowl week. And before we talk about the game as a whole, I'm going to give you all three things that are going to happen. I love that. So get the cash out. Call your bookie. And here's the three things that I can guarantee. It's actually low-key four. Um, Travis Kelsey is getting a tuddy. Withdraw it all. Throw it down. That's number one. Put the mortgage on it. He's getting 10 targets. Now, is he bringing the frying pans or is he bringing the whatever the opposite of frying pans would be? That means he catches a lot. His hands, I don't maybe? know. Should the visual isn't hands? there. The visuals are there, but that's me pausing and being like, Whoa, good job. Purdy is going turdy and is throwing a pick. He will throw a pick. San Francisco might win the game. I'm not picking the game, but he will throw a pick. And you know what? If you're going to tell me Mahomes is going to throw a pick, I'm not going to fight you on it. But here's what I promise you Mahomes will do. He's going to break off for one 25-plus yard run. He's going to get a scramble opportunity. Yeah, Nick's face is showing ultimate disrespect, which is great because that's my good luck charm. Every time he does that, it comes true. That Maybe that just moved to my number one because of the way you reacted to it. I'm telling you, he's going to need to scramble 25 yards later, he'll be down, maybe more. That's my Super Bowl. Usher will be fine. I've never thought his music was even honestly that great. Sorry, but anyway. Nick, tell us why the Super Bowl low-key sucks. Well, before I do that, I just want you to know that, you know, Spotify Wrapped came out this year, and it tells you what kind of region your music taste is. (laughs) And Jake came out as Berkeley, California. And he has ridden that high since that has come out. Which is the apex of... Anyway, go ahead. Apex is enough. Yeah, let's just say his pretentiousness got even more pretentious when when that came out. Is that a beige flag? (laughs) Or is that a red flag? (laughs) 
It's, uh, you know, it might, it, it's, there's a little red in the beige. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. Dude, no. Here's what I'm going to say. Dude, this Super Bowl is butt cheeks, dude. It's cheeks. <laughs> I don't want to watch this thing. I'm going to watch it because I like football. And I want to see the commercials, even though they've low-key been cheeks. Wait, the below. Jason Bateman one with the Ionic, where he did all the times through history with the stu- – and the Larry David with the – that idea is stupid. Like every time there was a, I, I, I'm a sucker for the commercials, so I, I'm actually excited. But I don't think. But yeah, total no, it's it's Patrick Mahomes. Oh, the best quarterback in the NFL, and yeah, they've overcome some things. But guess what? The dude's inevitable, bro. I, apparently, he he's just gonna he's just gonna be that guy, you know. Uh, and the 49ers are a gosh darn super team. They have like eight All Pros, and they. Like, the Chiefs, no one wants to see them win, and no one wants to see the Niners win, except for Chiefs and Niners fans. So, if this game could end in a tie, I would do, I would root for that. This game stinks because it's two Titans going at it, and it, it's very similar to me of, like, that 2015 to 2018-19 run of where it was just the Cavs and the Warriors. Like... This is what we thought it was going to be at the beginning of the year. And guess what? That's what it is. So there's no parity. And I think that's where the issue is. Yeah. I mean, what I'll say about that is it reminds me of the Premier League with Manchester City. And I was saying to you today that they're so flipping good and they play the game beautifully. Yet I don't want to watch ever a single one of their games. And I just have no interest. And... I'm curious at a different time for us to explore that more. What I will say is this. For me personally, I really want to see Mahomes fight to match Brady. So, yes, he's inevitable. And I can understand why that's tiring or, you know, whatever adjective you want to put for people. But I, and again, maybe this is just because I'm a jack of all trades and I find joy in everything. But I'm excited to see Mahomes win. And I will have a vested interest in that because um, Tom Brady's a weirdo. I've talked about this in the past. And, you know, I don't, okay, I'll, I won't go there. But <laughs> I'm, I'm a, I, yeah, I, Nick, we had a meeting this morning and Nick was like, just don't go ratchet. And then I took my earrings off. So I kind of literally oh, like 10 minutes into the meeting went ratchet. Did I say anything untrue though? Anyway, so here's the thing is I I am excited for Mahomes. I'm excited to see him win and I will be hoping for him to win even though I do think Kelsey is a total dingling, but I'm excited for the Chiefs. Also one of my students really cares deeply about the Chiefs and the fact that it will bring him joy is good enough for me. Yeah, well, I hope your student comes in sad and the game ends at a tie. Because, <laughs> dude, I like they cut the, the trophy only good in thing half. Is Jake's like, coming what? to the crib. Jake's coming to the crib for the first time to watch the game, and I'm gonna have some fire food going. That's the only positive. I mean, realistically, um, I I was borderline depressed when the Ravens lost, and I was bored. I think I was depressed when the Lions lost. And we went into the why and all the how. And it, it just, like, here we are. Two two Titans going at it. And so it should be good football. But it's just two teams that no one wants to see win because people like, un- yeah. people like underdogs. 
That's the what it is. Ch- the Chiefs beating the Ravens is, I agree, disappointing but acceptable. But Detroit, the way they lost to San Francisco is unacceptable. That's where the real, like, we got boned is in this Super Bowl. Is it should have been Detroit. And they had it. And we went over it, you know, ad nauseum last week. But they they completely blew it. And, and there's been a lot of, you know, radio row. There's a lot of interviews this week uh, before the Super Bowl. And that has been a topic of conversation. A lot of people have sounded off on that. They messed that up. And you, listen, two putts had it first. But we have people have come and confirmed what we said, Nick, which is always good news. You think they were listening? Here's what I can tell you. They know who our greatest ally is and they support our greatest ally. And that's what matters. <laughs> Okay. And just in case people were listening, that's the truth. So now we're to our closing segment. So we really like that sandwich model of non-sports, sports, non-sports. And we, and, you know, based on what we started with, me saying that we try to keep the most ratchet stuff for the end, really, uh, we really set the bar pretty ratchet. But here's what I'm going to say. When I first watched Seinfeld and I saw George Costanza... I found my spirit animal, Nick. I found my spirit animal. Nick goes, dude, we should talk about spirit animals today. So anyway, if you've seen Seinfeld and you get it, you get it. If you hate George Costanza, then you're probably not going to be a big fan of the stuff I'm going to be bringing to these types of segments. But uh, you can expect a Seinfeldian, George Costanzian, Jerry Seinfeldian stuff from me at the end of our shows. Um... Nick, what? let's talk about spirit animals real quick. Bro, so first off, I, I, I always like to say, I mean, I'm cut from a different cloth, bro. And that cloth was hella far away, dog. Like, I'm a different breed. But if I'm, if I'm one a spirit animal, now, Jake's going to tell his story. And I wasn't blessed with someone to just pick out a spirit animal for me. So I got to choose mine and I didn't pick some stupid animal like a giraffe or a or a tiger. I no. feel I feel attacked, but go ahead. I <laughs> no, that wasn't a diss to you because your your animal's actually dope, even though I low-key roasted it today. <laughs> my my spirit animal is a hippopotamus, bro. Why? They're big. Two, they're vicious when they need to be. Now Jake hasn't seen it, but dude. Nikki got a little temper, and uh, I just like hippos, and I really don't have that much more of an explanation on it. I, uh, I'm i just a big dude who likes hippopotamuses, and that's my spirit animal. As far as I know, they're the deadliest animal in the whole continent of Africa. Well, let me, let me say, dude, what I do to a toilet is pretty deadly. I love that. So I may be the most deadly man in Milford because of that. That's amazing. <laughs> Big Hippo fan recently read uh, who will the Who Will Win books, Hippo versus Rhinoceros. Hippo won by breaking the rhinoceros's legs. Because the rhinoceros like charges is like, yo, I'm coming. But the Hippo's like, you're coming, yet I'm here. <laughs> okay. Yo, the, hip- the hippo was standing on business, bro. Yo, the, the, the rhino charges and the hippo breaks its leg with its freaking mouth. 
So, Yo, dude, yeah, if you want a kid-friendly book that's probably not a low-key kid-friendly, who will win books are actually pretty fire. But that, but here's the thing is when we go back to, like, our childhoods and we watch what we watch, we always say, like, ooh, I can't believe we watched this. And that's where, dude, I'm getting a little frustrated. Like, here's the thing that I get frustrated with, dude, and it's a human condition, and we're not on agenda with me going on this tangent, but, like, history repeats itself, generations repeat itself, and then, like, that exactly what you just said. I'm not mad at you, but it's like, ooh, low key inappropriate. The world's inappropriate. Survival's inappropriate. But we got to tell the children something. So it's like every no one's ever gonna find the perfect appropriate thing to say. So it's just it. it I, it's just like ugh, just that we, we're gonna do a pet Dude, peeves I'm cutting episode. You off. I'm cutting you off. I'm cutting you off. I'm cutting you off. Yeah. So what's your spirit animal, Jake? Oh, am I, am I supposed to delete that from the pod? Well, here's what no, I'm going to say. No, no, no. Keep it in, and I love <laughs> my, that segue. So so my – but preview, and maybe we'll get Kelly to get a really good sponsor for it. Um, Pet Peeves episode to come. A little special we're going to do. One time I was blessed enough to be at a table with, with a, a, an amazing crew of people, one of which you're going to meet soon. And someone was like, listen, I'm really good at giving people their spirit animal. We were like, all right, go ahead. She looked me deep in the eyes, read my soul, and said, kangaroo. And I was like, kangaroo? I don't hate it. She's like, listen, you're really nurturing. You make a really special connection with people and especially with kids. And so I think about that pouch that you'd have to nurture people when you need to. But also, like, a kangaroo doesn't mess around. And I was like, damn. that's And that's the thing. I didn't say this to you earlier when you were – shaming me and me you know roasting me about it by the way you and melanie this last week dude i'm a rotisserie chicken at Shoprite right now i'm i'm spiced and ready for you to pick up the way you two have been roasting me it's been great but anyway kangaroo bro don't don't get in the way of my kick all right <laughs> he said yo i i could just imagine you as a kangaroo with the boxing gloves on bro oh Square yeah i didn't even think about folk. that what was that movie? That really bad, cheesy movie? It was when I was a kid, so you probably don't even know. No, no, no. I know what you're talking about, but I, I don't remember the name. It's not Crocodile us, Dundee, obviously, but it has a name that flows like let, that. Let us know on Twitter, because y'all be in, you be clicking on the tweet, but you don't be retweeting it. So I got beef with all y'all. All right, I'm looking at the time, so I'm going to save the building drama for later, okay? So listen, guys, I could do a weekly building drama, but... We're at 50 minutes, so let's just do this last one, Nick. Talk about a well, great flag. Quick, yeah, go ahead. J- Jake's got beef with his entire building. But again, in. in a George Costanza, like, I just want to, you know, I just am trying to uphold the natural laws of the world with my number one ally, okay? The truth. The truth, okay? And so, I, I well, okay, I am going to scratch this itch now. If you get a dog, okay, it's going to bark dogs bark so if your dog barks and your reaction is like stop it stop it stop it like dude it's gonna bark it's okay i'm not offended everyone's okay dogs bark it's okay you don't have to yell at it like it's shaming your entire family and has to commit harakami or whatever that samurai suicide thing is from japan because it's shamed the entire family and the entire bloodline dogs bark it's okay listen if you want to you know hey, hey come on like i try to when my dog gets a little this i try to hide its face and i try to you know shush it the best i can but also like 
She's a dog. She barks. Sorry if you can't accept that. If you can't, you're trying to make your dog into something it's not. So dogs bark. Okay? You okay with that, Nick? I love it. I love that energy. <laughs> I needed it. And, and, uh, and here's another thing. I'm getting real sick of these people scraping their crispy food on Instagram. Getting real sick of it, Nick. Yeah, you know, I, I, it's like an ASMR thing, and I thought I was the only one. But when you said that the other day, I'm like, bro, I feel seen. I feel heard. I can't stand it. It's a, it like, it gives me shivers, dude. It's like to me, like I can't do chalk on a chalkboard. Like that's it. That's what it gives me the same vibes as. I hate it. I think they it's do that pretentious. Knife scrape. It yeah, comes out dude. pretentious. Yeah, you. Of course, you look at it as the sociology way. I'm just like, I'm not. It's yeah. not. I just, I just am like. And, and here's the other thing that I'll say. And I said this to you, you and Eric last night. Like, I hate when I see something on Instagram and I'm like, that is hilarious and good. And then I see someone ripping it, a hundred percent, just plagiarizing. And it's like, I don't mind being influenced to putting your own spin on it. I like when like you see someone take something and then add their little twist to it. But when you just rip something and like present it as your own, you're a piece of crap. You're a piece of crap. Whatever you want to say about two putts, this is all us, baby. Nothing that we got here is from anyone else, okay? So if you're out there on social media and you're literally just ripping people's stuff, you suck. You suck and you're part of the problem with the world. I love, dude. But, we, but if you're a listener, we appreciate you, of course. <laughs> yeah, yo, if you're quoting us, we're all for it. Well, yeah, just steal don't take our credit stuff, for but it. just, yeah, exactly, exactly. And they don't. And that really bothers me. It really bothers me, Nick. Also, I use ChatGPT. Guys, if you aren't using ChatGPT to like build your resumes and stuff, you're messing up. So get on it. And I also just want to say one thing, Nick, unless you have something else for the lightness before I say something slightly serious before we say goodnight. I mean, I don't know what you're going to say, but dude, still looking for a third, man, for one day a week. Let us know. And a social media manager. Again, you're not going to get paid like Kelly is, but you'll be tenured. <laughs> yeah, the tenure we can offer as soon as you show up the first day. Um, you do know because I told you beforehand, but in our community, we oh, did yeah. have some very unfortunate tragedy strike. And it just makes me want to say, guys, be grateful for the good moments, the bad moments. Be a jack of all trades like I talked about. Practice the magnified gratitude because it's important and if you're out there and things are tough and you're struggling now you got two putzes right here who love you would love for you to reach out would converse with you and we're here for you we appreciate you all like you said nick if you're interested in getting involved in something like this or even doing your own project we are open to helping you do that we are open to just helping in general that's the type of people that me and nick are we appreciate you all enjoy the super bowl it is going to be a good game, Nick, okay? People should enjoy it. Have a good time. And uh, we'll be here to poop on everyone next week after we watch it. Can't wait, baby. Follow <laughs> us on socials, all two putts, at two putts pod. Um, we need them because it's looking bleak. Our Twitter is just me and Jake Fallon. So we oh, need you. Uh, well, the Twitter is slow, but the Instagram's picking up. But anyway, appreciate you all. Have a great week. Peace. Peace. I love that. That's amazing. <laughs>